You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of XOXO After Dark Cast. I'm here in the studio, incomplete, but very happy with Miss, I miss Abby. I know, Miss Kate, Miss <laughs> Diana, but no Abby today. But we're going to, what we do have New York Times bestselling author Liliana Hart uh, calling in, and we're very excited to have her. Um, we're going to be talking about comebacks. I say coming back off the grid, coming back after. <laughs> Being out. Um, Pulling yourself back from the brink. Exactly. Recharging, re-entering the space. Exactly. Coming back. Coming back. Coming back. And before we jump into all our great comeback stories, um, make sure you go to the site, xoxoafterdark.com. We have plenty of amazing free reads. We are just fresh off our launch month, uh, our relaunch month, actually, where we had so many great content, so much great content. Um, deals, excerpts, um, podcasts, and site redesign. And, and site redesign. the redesign looks beautiful, you guys. Doesn't well it? done Doesn't on it? all the hard work that you've done. Yeah, yeah. and I think I, it shows like we're grown up now, and we yes. know how to play. After it's definitely dark. freshened. We call it a makeover, so I guess you could call this our comeback. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know. Don't say that. <laughs> Too well, dark. I was just trying to say uh, the rap song. You could call this a comeback, but I can't. No. Don't call, don't it, call a it a comeback. comeback. Yeah, what's that from? I have no idea. <laughs> is it the Beasties? No. I have no idea. It All is. Right, we don't know. We're we don't know, her. but I can hear it in my head. It's the don't Beasties. No. No, it's LL Cool J. Yeah. Oh, cool J. Ladies, LL Cool J. Thank you. Um, well, there, there will be an excerpt of Gone to Dust, Liliana Hart's um, second novel in the Gravedigger series up um, on Thursday. So you'll be hearing this on Friday. So you should go to the site. Perfect. And, um, check it out. Check it out. You're going to um, love it. Also, I do want to do a little bit of an update. So our last quickie was sex toys. Mm-hmm. Lauren has... <gasps> Several people contacted me to tell to tell me that they laughed out loud. I <laughs> love it. I love it. Lauren has since purchased the Satisfier Pro. I have. Oh. Do we have a newfound Satisfied? Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, yes. Two ringing endorsements. I can only say Diana knows what she <laughs> speaks okay. of. Okay, okay. Oh, Kate. <laughs> I'll be next. I'm sure I will fall next. Kate, you have to fall. I just spent $100 getting my hair done, so <laughs> I need to wait until next payday, but it can be in my it life. It was refreshingly not expensive. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I was like, was oh. like 40 or 50 yeah, bucks. Yeah, it was, it's not it was crazy. cheap. That's not crazy. Uh, for the hours of pleasure, you'll be enjoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. It pays for itself. It pays for itself. <laughs> it pays for itself is all I have to say. Thanks, Diana. That was a private response We are to not you. being paid like, by Diana. this company. Exactly. Just FYI. Oh, yeah. No, not, not. Maybe this company will sponsor us now. Actually, I should reach out to them. You should definitely you really reach should. out to them and see if we can get money <laughs> for the kickbacks. It's like his head like, yeah, you should. Kickbacks. Kickbacks. <laughs> okay, anyway. Let's oh, start. That so is so talk funny. from kickbacks to comebacks. Yes. Um, I... In thinking of this, I've never had like a real, you know, almost quit the job. Comeback. Comeback. I I go through low periods. But one thing that I've found is if I keep something reading, if I keep something outside, a fun read going outside, I don't hit the lows. There's there are always those times in edit when you're an editor, I think that 
you're very tempted to be like, I don't have time to read for pleasure. I'm just going to do the work. And I think, of course, that's a solid strategy. If I don't have a fun book, even if I hadn't read it in a couple of days and it's just sitting next to my bed, I completely forget why we do this. And I get really down, bogged down, unable to kind of cut through what needs to happen. Oh, my God. You make me want to cry. Only because I don't read for pleasure you do it on your vacations, vacations right and you plow through and I plow and I don't judge being dissatisfied with my job by reading pleasure any longer no no mm, it doesn't work anymore as a strategy for you no it's really about are my authors succeeding am I doing everything I can mm-hmm. for them that's always a given mm-hmm. but it's about are my books working and well, that's so external to you, though. Yes. It's so hard. You it's, can't make consumers pick up a book. I can't, but I've been, knock on wood, very lucky. And it, there's no way that any editor can have all their books working. It doesn't right. exist. But one just needs to float. So you need something that's chugging along nicely to give to me, remind you to remind me that I know yeah. what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. So do you think you need a vacation to help kind of like kick you back into I think we were talking about this today, like... Um, you just feel revved up. You feel clean. You feel fresh. 100%. And you're like ready to go when you come back from oh, vacation. I need a vacation. 100%. So you think it's always a vacation? Because I don't. My it's problem is when I go here. on vacation, I don't want to come back. Like, oh, I, no. <laughs> I'm never like. No, I'm not like excited. I mean, but... I'm never like. I, it just reminds me like, oh, there, I could probably be doing something else that would allow me to do this. 100%. <laughs> All the time. Here's the thing. When I'm here, because I have to compartmentalize my life, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us do that. I live and breathe the work when I'm at the office. Right. Like, I don't even talk to Rick You don't anymore. check your phone. You don't I wouldn't even know. Please yeah. look. The phone broke on vacation. I, I don't even plan on fixing it anytime soon. Like, that's how little I check my phone. Right. Like, I... FYI, Lauren has been locked out of her iPhone like seven times. <laughs> I fixed it. I finally got there. <laughs> okay. I got there. I got the update. Um, I finally updated it. And I, I just do and execute as much as I can in the hours allotted mm. me. And then I go home and I, I'm with Mac. Mm. And I'm with Rick. And... For when I was there, I worked, yeah. and then I had my three days off, mm-hmm. and I checked a little bit, and then I just stopped checking because yeah. I'm like, "Well, you're gone. I'm not a brain surgeon, so whatever's happening, they're gonna have to figure it out. They can call me. Right. My boss has my phone number. Oh, that's <laughs> you that's know true. What I mean? That's oh, and true. And she's used it before. Right. Um. So I knew it would be what it would be. And did I dread today? Heck yeah. Was it worse than I thought? Times 10. It was a horrible <laughs> day. It Sometimes was, re-entry is bumpy. Yeah. Bumpy. Bumpy. Coming back off the grid was very, very bad. But you know what? It's the time I'm here. Right. And like we were talking about what to do after today. And do we have our traditional, let's go get a cocktail after hours? Or do we go back to the office and work overtime? And... I just let it go. I let it be right. free. I have to go. And sometimes you have to be free, but sometimes I can't let it go. I know. I was like, going to say, do you get anxious before leaving? Because I feel like you I do. do. I Well, not anxious. The trouble is that I sometimes what I think people might rightly consider anxiety, I consider extra high productivity. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of get like a high mm-hmm. and then I'm, I, I don't work late ever. I usually start the day strong and then my energy kind of wanes and I'll read in the evening. Right. But as for accomplishing strategy or connecting with coworkers or, you know, high level thinking, like I don't really do too much. Of that. I don't even do much editing and I, I'll read submissions because mm-hmm. I can even at You're my sleepiest. reading for pleasure. Yeah, even at my sleepiest, I can tell if somebody's got the goods or not. Um, That's how I read submissions. It's right. for pleasure. Right. Like, meaning, do I find pleasure in this? Right. Do I like this? 
that's find the pleasure my, and then you've the got a winner and then yeah. I can win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, before before vacation, I do sort of get in a zone mm-hmm. that oh is a little bit terrifying. I yeah. worked till 10 o'clock on my birthday because I had to and didn't do anything for my birthday because I knew I was going away the next oh. day. Oh. That kind of sucks. And, yeah. But it's the same but point. But you're going away. I was You were in the zone. Sometimes you're crushing it. I yeah. crushed it before yeah, I left. Yeah, that's really good. And then sometimes you crush it when you come back. I do like that sensation where you go through like 300 emails in a morning and just bang out responses. Right. I kind of love that. Well, you know, th- I think this does, pr- I th- mentioned it briefly to both of you, but in answer to what you said, Diana, and there was a time in my career that I did feel that, like, why am I even right. doing this? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't enjoy it anymore. It's not fun anymore. But that too shall pass. A. Mm-hmm. B, I read this book, Past Perfect or Present to Perfect, mm-hmm. and while I was on this vacation. Yeah. And it is about this woman having a sea change in her life. And she has had two previously. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a best-selling novelist, uh, uh, not novelist, uh, writer. nonfiction mm-hmm. writer. And she also does motivational speaking. She's also very um, devout, but I don't know how much that has to Hold do. Hold up. What's a sea change? A sea change when is when everything, everything in your life, in your life just, you change direction. It's like you take okay. the car and you're like, and you do something it's like you've different. gone to a different ocean exactly that's a good um, mnemonic it's a sea change um jeopardy i know yes it is it's all about <laughs> your your it, by the way listeners diana will be on jeopardy no i'm not going to be on jeopardy <laughs> yes she will that's what she we'll called fail. the power of positive thinking she's made it <laughs> this is to some final rounds so fingers crossed that she we'll makes see. it but anywho um it was about this woman in this time in her life. She was writing two books. She was going on tour. She was mm-hmm. motivational speaking. She posed the question, something that she had done to her clients and, and, and her speaking engagements. What would you do if I gave you all the money in the world and you could do anything with mm-hmm. your life and time? And she, the answer, her answer was she just wanted to go to bed and sleep for like a week. And I don't feel like that. And that was such a nice wake up. But one of the things she did do, which was my problem, and it is my problem, she makes everything as a list. Mm -hmm. Every single thing is a list because she's about being perfect, quote, quote, in her life. And I didn't see myself as that, but all she does is check off that list. She works all day, comes home, snaps at her husband, smacks at her kids, uh, you know, basically is doing the laundry, getting the dinner, doing, she's accomplishing she's folding tasks every minute of, of her day right. is accounted for. Right. right. And it's not in anything pleasurable. No. It's really not. It's all, she's folding laundry at 11 o'clock at night because she wants it off the list. She wants right. it off the list. And I live like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm about the list, the list. Yeah. And I will be short with Mac instead of just enjoying him. Yeah. Right. I'll be short with Rick instead of just being cool mm-hmm. because it's in the back of my mind. The list, the list, right. the list, the right. list. So it was very eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. And when Mac wouldn't go to bed last night, instead of snapping him, because I knew I had to you be on the early boat today, yeah. and I knew today would be horrific, I literally was like, baby, mommy loves you. It's cool. Right. You're going to be, you'll, you'll get, go to bed You'll soon. get to bed. <laughs> and it really changed me ripping his head off, right. which I could have done so right. easily. And I'm training him to, to yell when he's getting frustrated. And that's not... It's learned behavior. You don't want to live like right. that. I don't, you don't want, want him, him to, to live. Like I don't that. want him yeah. to behave that way. And it's I'm like, oh my god, that's me. So 
I couldn't remember. I can't recommend this book more. And I'm shameful. Thanks, Diana. I'm shameful that I don't remember this woman's name. I didn't finish it. But I didn't. Can I borrow it when you're done? Kate, it is Brene, Brene Brown. Oh, wait. It's Brene Brown? Brene Brown wrote the intro. Oh, because I love her. Uh, you know I'm obsessed now, with her. Can I tell you, I thought of you multiple times after I read. You can borrow my Brene Browns. I totally want to. Yeah, after reading this intro, she said the most beautiful thing about this woman. This woman is amazing. And I didn't realize. And by the way, it's not about checking the list. It's about understanding why you have the right. list in the first place. Right. And it's about filling the hole in yourself. Right. Is there its control? Is there or enough? the need to be, is And it's there fighting enough? a scarcity mentality. It's about, is there enough? Is it the need to be perfect? What is it? And it's really different for everyone. Right. Why that list is so important to the detriment of your relationships. Right, and enjoyment of life exactly. and relaxation and the work-life balance. It's so interesting. And I think that's where having a comeback you shouldn't even need one if you can balance your life well. Right. Meaning, well, I mean, I think there are also situations where you know you get smacked down for reasons out of your control, and <laughs> things happen. <laughs> true, and, like, true. You're just you find yourself in this really dark place, terrible situation yeah. that you need to dig yourself out of, and it's very easy to kind of wallow in your. You know what I've started situation. saying to people who talk to me about? I say it to myself too, but I've started saying it to other people when they are compl- not complaining, but rightfully griping about a situation that is sticky or hard or mm-hmm. unpleasant no way out but through right you just you just have to get out you just have to keep going because the, there yeah. is no other thing to do you don't get yeah. to give up yeah, you just gotta go down. through it yeah like and tina faces something really similar in her book and i can't remember exactly what it was but she basically had this rule over over around or through mm-hmm. and you either went if i think she was talking about personalities obstructive personalities in the workplace she was like you either can go over that person's head you can oh. go around that person's authority or you can just barrel right on through and right. fight your point and you in, know right. and i think that's interesting in that one specific way but i do think that with anything that's going on if you're if you're in a dark place sometimes you do just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and yeah. you know absolutely a, until you find the wellspring that allows you to read the book and be open to it because mm-hmm. at a different time if you were trying to squeeze in if reading that book had been on your to-do list because you saw, I don't know, an Oprah segment that was like, this will fix your life. Mm-hmm. And you were, it was on the checklist, you were reading it and you were, Mac was crying and Rick was trying to do the dishes and you were putting aside what you had to do. You, it couldn't have penetrated. 100%. You know? 100%. So you do have to find the right time for things. The Brene Brown intro spoke to me so loudly and so clearly. I couldn't wait to turn the page to the actual author. Oh, that's awesome. And, that spoke to me so clearly and her second sea change to give you an example of Mm -hmm. sea change she was actually fired from a job that she felt defined her completely and she i don't know what i would do if i got fired from this job can i tell you i spent many a session with my therapist years ago with i so identify with oh yeah who i am Mm -hmm. at work and what i do yeah i honestly don't know what i would say if i didn't right couldn't say how do you say who you are i don't (laughs) i i I honestly don't know it's defined me for the past 21 years and my all of my adult life versus relationships have come and go you know your family will always be there as well but this is who i and what i created for myself and it shouldn't be so paralyzing in the sense that I will work again to your through point, Kate. It's just what would it be and where exactly. would it be? Exactly. But it would be devastating. And her second sea change of her life was 
being fired for something that she thought she could not live without. Yeah. And it forced her to confront and change her life. The type of life that she wanted. And then she became a best-selling author and it was a good thing and it Mm -hmm. was the best thing. Right. And And you don't know until you're through it. And you don't know until you're through it. Right. So, you know, sometimes a forced comeback yeah. is a better life. That's yeah, true. That's true. Um, so the book is called Present Perfect, Thank A you. Mindfulness Approach to Letting Go of Perfectionism. Um, and it's by Pavel G. Somov, S-O-M-O-V. So we'll put a link to that in the um, Oh, please. Post. It was magic. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not even, f- I can't wait to, s- to finish it because I'm not done. That's awesome. The, it's funny that you say the only way out is through is because that's what my friend said about giving birth. <laughs> Yeah, you the baby's coming out. <laughs> she's I mean, like, there was just no other way. Was like, she the one for no whom the epidural way. didn't work twice? Oh, <laughs> and she had like uh, no way out but through. I was just gonna say, oh no, that's what drugs are for. Oh no, they didn't work. It Did didn't you know work. that sometimes they don't work twice? And they I did didn't a know that. Tap and that didn't work. And she was like not fully dilated. And they, she was just they were just they like, had to do a C section though. Um, they were going to, but she had really low blood pressure. <gasps> and so then they ended up putting her on anti seizure medication and. She had just had to push through at nine centimeters, even though she wasn't really dilated. Oh my! Oh, Pat is cringing. So Pat is actively, by the way, like, making noises. I could say many things, not for human ears, about all the ripping that oh, went on. Oh, please don't! I couldn't. I yeah, can't. I mean that was like an afterthought for her. No, but oh, it is. Yeah, it, you're fact, like get it out. It's yeah. funny that that's that that was your example because a lot of times you know, I'm talking to friends who are having babies, right. who are planning a very stressful wedding, who are right. trying to get pregnant, who are, you know, all these sorts of life changes that were in the right age for a lot of things that are going on, trying to find a new job when they are stagnated and, mm-hmm. you know, in a shrinking industry. And um, and you just have to keep doing it. You know, there is no other option. I but, always tell people like, um, or my parents or my mm-hmm. family or whatever, However anxious or bad you feel now, you won't remember this bad of it. Like, it will never feel this bad mm-hmm. once you you're out of it. it. Yes. Yeah. Like, you'll remember it was a hard time, but that awful feeling that you have will be gone. Right. Like, there's always You'll a be way out from up. under it. Right. And so yeah. I always try and think that to myself because... You have to have that mantra. Yeah, because in that moment, like, I'll I'll get, like, chills, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'll be feeling just terrible, terrible, terrible. But then when I look back on it, I barely remember it. They say the brain can't really... Remember pain. Remember pain mm-hmm. accurately. Right. Actually, that's really what they say about childbirth. Right. Meaning that's Otherwise, you'd you never do it again. again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll never do it again. No, I never will. But a lot of people do do it multiple times. <laughs> but honestly, it wasn't even that. It was leading up to that. But the mm-hmm. birth itself, I think I had three back-to-back epidurals because I was in labor for so long. I yeah. didn't feel anything. Yeah. Forever. Like, I felt nothing. for. But it did work for you. It did work for me. Oh, please. <laughs> please. I, I, my head, I would have blown that, the top that, of Roosevelt yeah. off. That if hospital that would have been burned to the ground. ground. We would have it seen would it have on been the six o'clock the news. No, I like walked in and was like, where's the drugs? People I would be like, like, did you hear no, what happened was... to Lauren? Oh, she had her baby, but she had to burn down the hospital. Exactly. I burned it to the ground. No one else will be giving birth there because I found their services substandard. <laughs> Well, I'm curious to hear what Liliana has to say about coming back from the edge. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, welcome back. I've got our guest today, New York Times bestselling author Liliana Hart on the line. Hey, Liliana. Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
So as we were talking about earlier, we were talking about comebacks, emotional or coming back from a vacation or even just taking a brief uh, break from writing for a while because one of the things I want to talk about today is your brand new series for uh, Pocket Books and Gallery Books since you do have a trade edition available at Target out there for your new Grape Digger series. Mm -hmm. Um, We've done book one, The Darkest Corner, already out, a book two went uh, on sale yesterday correct gone to yes. dust Woohoo! Okay. and then the last book will be out mid-july uh, the, mm-hmm. dark, uh the 25th yep say no more so i'm super excited about this series this is something that you and i have been talking about for a long time and then i know i know and you know it was a different direction than your regular series i mean you are known for your suspense you're known for your dialogue but and i think both of all of these books have your trademark um, dialogue, but how did it feel about not writing for a while or writing something different from what you had been doing? Um, I think just as far as the difference, um, actually, it was really nice. Like I kind of have writer ADD, <laughs> and um, which is why I have so many series. And so, uh, but I write in first person a lot, so it was really great to, I guess, kind of to just be fresh with the grave diggers and. And, you know, kind of go into that third person and get to be in other people's heads besides just one person. One person. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know I was, the reason I had to work with you was your J.J. Graves mysteries, which are first person. And, you know, I totally forgot that till you just said that. But I love that, those characters, and I love that POV. And I really think you brought that to a third person. Um uh, you know, how did it feel about writing back-to-backs? Was it as hard as everybody says it is? Uh, well, it, it wasn't... Well... <laughs> <laughs> I say, Like, I'm used to writing back-to-backs. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I typically put... You know, write six or seven books a year. Um, so that is not um, unheard of for me. I think just, um, you know... You just never know when life's going to get in the way. That can make um, back-to-back a little more difficult, as we know. As we know, <laughs> as we know. But it was, as really, know. As it was really difficult at one point because Liliana was literally turning in book two, working on pages for book one, and, you know, thinking about a copy edit for book three. It was, and the delivery for book three. So there were, like, three books going on simultaneously. That's a lot to think about. It was a lot. I was a crazy person. Like, my family, I don't know, they're still here, so I guess... You're doing something <laughs> I right. Guess, I guess we made it through okay. Yeah, I know, right? It was it was truly insane. I don't know that I've ever had a schedule personally. I mean, I've had back-to-backs before, but this one was, this one was crazy. How did it feel, uh, again, to maybe even take that break? Was it a huge sigh of relief? Um, I, I know you... This is one of my world travelers. This one is always on a vacation, but I think you do also really work well from a hotel or the road I or do. in the car. And that's also a, a really original to you as well. Most of my authors need to be in their cave. Yeah, like, well, you know, like we, we do travel a lot, but it's always work related. Mm-hmm. But um, but I do I do work better actually on the road. Like I finish, I finish books better in, in hotel rooms because, you know, the constant room service, I <laughs> love it. you know, um, but on the road, like my, we've started driving a lot of places and my husband will drive and I'll just sit in the passenger seat and, and write, you know, while, while we're going or, um, you know, airplanes. I think it's just because I'm contained 
you know, it yeah. goes back to the writer ADD. Like if I'm, I'm made to be in, in the chair and I can't, you know, you can't move. I can't move, you know, so I'm going to get a lot. And, and there's no internet. Yeah. Um, which is like the bane of all writers existence. Well, I call and, it the proverbial gun to the head, meaning if there's yeah. not a gun to your temple or at least to mine, I won't do it. Um, I, right. That's why I love an airplane. And I know that there's internet on the airplane, but I've never opened the Pandora's box unless I'm going to Europe and you've got the mm-hmm. you know, right. red eye. I never opened the Pandora's box of what movies can I watch that, you know, are freshly out from theaters <laughs> you know, that you can't get. Right. <laughs> I know. Uh, I won't do it. It's literally a plane has always been where I read an edit for and, that matter. And, you know, like my process is so weird anyway, because, um, you know, like I really have to like I'll, I'll think through a book before I actually start writing a book. Mm. And um, because I like to I like to be able to see it like a movie in my yep. head. Yep. And um, so, like, I might just close my eyes and, like, see the same scene, you know, for a long time until there's no hiccups. And I then, like um, you know, so I'll, I might, like, dabble at writing the book, you know, early on in the... Um, in the process. In the process. And, you know, I'll get, like, a, the first three chapters or, or whatever, because um, that usually takes the longest. But um, And then, uh, but usually the last two weeks, oh. I'll lay down you know 50,000 plus words. Wow. Um, oh no, she's amazing. She she really did blow my mind. Until I went back and was like, mm, I want one more. Mm, I want one more." Oh, I couldn't let this poor woman rest. Like we would be uh, days away from the printer and I'd be like, "I just need to be satisfied emotionally. Please give me this scene and I'd send her back one more time." I'm really no, going to, I'm going to hell for what I did to Liliana. No, you're not. Like it's so much better because you did that. I love I love you for that. Oh. Um, thank you. So, you're the only I one. Much preferred. I much prefer to do revisions than to actually write. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But I want to go back to you you writing in the car. I want to picture this. Are you you're not writing longhand, are you? Or are you typing? Not typing. Yeah. Not or you are? No, I am typing. Uh how do you not get car sick? Because I don't get I'm, car sick, but I can't really read well unless I'm like laying down. Yeah. No, I just, I've never had issues with any of that. I'm just lucky, I guess. Wow. But, no, you are lucky, sister. You're really yeah. lucky. <laughs> so, goodness, my husband but, throws up on a dime in a car. I'm like, oh, I'm like no. it's the worst. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, ooh. Apparently, it was a big issue when he was a kid. I'm like, if you pass this on to Mac, you're dead. <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, I can't have a car sick kid. Knock on wood, oh. I don't have it. But uh, so tell us a little bit uh, about what's going on in uh, our Gravedigger series. Um, give us a little tiny little little sound bite for all three, so people Ooh, can. Okay, I know. I, I sorry to put you on the spot, but I love 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 these characters, and I think that mm-hmm. they're really. I they they are romances, but they feel bigger to me for some reason. I feel like you've got a lot of interesting character motivations going on. I think it's a larger idea for the whole series. So give us some sound mm-hmm. bites. Yeah, well, and I, it's actually fun, but, uh, you know, like when the emails started coming in from the, um, like when the books released, you know, like it's it's always fun to like be like somebody like, I hate Eve so much. I'm uh, like, yes, awesome. You know, <laughs> that's like, the point. To. Like they're so angry, you know, and uh, but like I love those kind of uh, like visceral reactions from readers. They're just like so, um, they are, they're so upset. I'm like, no, she's supposed to be, 
that way. Well, um, exactly. And you know you're doing something right when you get them. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so Darkest Corner, um, a Beacon and Test. Yes. And um, that's really, the, I guess, the introduction um, to the series. And um, Last Talk, Texas is where it takes place. And this is a very tiny town. And uh, she's a mortician, owns the only uh, funeral home in town. And, um, you know, he's a grave digger um, at CIA. Yep. And um, leader kind of, of the black covers. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, in my head as I was writing, he was kind of like this Jason Momoa type character. I like that. Um, <laughs> I knew you would, Diana. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah, I like that. Um, he's got the bike. So, like, I don't, I, I want to say he's, he might be the only character I've ever written with with kind of that longer hair, uh, like that Jason Momoa hair. He really uh, is, and he's our biker. He's got a really hot. It's a Harley, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the hot Harley. And for me, to be honest, I don't like men with longer hair, but I never once flinched with Deacon and the way he looked. And I'm mm-hmm. asked the ladies, I'm not afraid to be like, you need to shave that beard off or I cannot edit this book. <laughs> she hates a beard. I do. I hate a beard. I hate long hair. And oh, I never no. questioned Deacon. Like he was, he's just so confident and cool. I mm-hmm. loved him. Yeah, he's like the, um, like he's just really more the silent type, mm-hmm. you know, but like just really like puts like, he's not a hothead. He's not like your... Uh, sassy remark right like i mean he's just really like you can tell he's like the team leader you know he's got that maturity about him um and it's a really wonderful believable fall in love story that i really i think wowed me from the very beginning and one of the other great things about the very first book in the series the darkest corner was all the cool things that Liliana pulls out of her bag of tricks for these guys. I mean, these are special ops and they are so secret undercover that the, the, all the many little uh, toys that they have to go save the world just keep on getting better and better as the series goes on. So it was a great introduction, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Like, and I, I always love like the small town setting because that's what I grew up, you know, I mean, I know it well, you know, um, it well, well, you can tell, I think, I think all my, um, I think every book I have is a small town setting of some kind. Well, I um, think when we get there, say no more, I beg to differ, but, well, um, but, uh, gone to dust was, is next up again out yesterday. And mm-hmm. who, who are the stars of that one? Oh, I love this one. Um, so, uh, Gone to Death, that's uh, Elias and Miller. And this is like my Romancing the Stone book. I love it. Um, it's like my tribute, because I love that. I adore that movie. Um, it really so is. I did. I had a ton of fun writing this book. I loved it. Um, She's a then, romance like, writer. I, she is. She's a romance uh, writer. And, like, and, you know, like that's what I was thinking. Like, when I, when I was writing, actually, I don't even... I, I see books and scenes, so like I'll get like this one random scene, and then I'll get this other one, and I'm like, these don't connect at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no clue how I'm supposed to put all this in a book, and then somehow it works out. But um, so and like I was, did. I wanted to do something with like the the King Solomon's treasure and mm-hmm. and um, Queen of Sheba, and, and which uh, has nothing to do with anything. So, but I kept seeing that opening scene that she was writing, yes, um, in her book. And and I was like, well, maybe that's a different book, and I'll just put that somewhere else. And um, no way. 
and then I was like, oh, okay, she's this is her book. She's writing it. Um, so it was a lot of fun to, to do that. But, oh. you know, kind of like the opening scene in Romancing the Stone when she's, like, crying over her. Yes. Her end of the story. But, um, I, you know, like Miller's, she's spunky. She's um she is spunky. Uh, she's no Jane Wilder or something no, no, wilder. Mom, yeah. She's no uh Kathleen Turner. She's she knows right. she knows a, a little bit more uh how hot she is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so she's a, a little spunkier. So um And then we go to so the Galapagos. Then we go to the Galapagos if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's you do, so yeah. good. Which um Was it hard to write jungle? Well, we did a lot of work on the jungle. Huh? I know we did. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of work on that jungle. A lot of work on the jungle. I was like, um, it's not hot enough. Where are the <laughs> bugs? Why are they not filthy? <laughs> I know. And like, and I'm like trying to make it sexy, and I'm like, bugs and filthy aren't sexy. <laughs> and so I was like, we had to work around that. I was like, all right, they've got to take a shower at some point. So thank you for this. The yacht. That's sexy. They went to a yacht. Oh. It got really sexy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they slow dance on the deck at night. I, that's all I'm going to say. It's so good. It's so good. No. No, I loved, like, the, like just their relationship. Like, I've had so much. I had a ton of fun writing their relationship just because they're, um, like, just their banter back and forth. I can't wait um, to see the reviews. People are going to go crazy for that one. Um, I yeah. think it's... Well, that it, one's gotten good ones, huh? Mm-hmm. From, oh, yeah. Uh, that's it's, gotten so far. Oh, yeah. the Goodreads. Like, well, it's Library also, Journal and... Uh, everybody's uh, loving it. It's super yeah. funny, too. And then our last but not least, I, I, I don't know that I could pick a favorite from my three children, um, but St. Amore has a special uh, place in my heart. Um, and who, yeah. who are these two? All right. So this is uh, Dante, <clears throat> a.k.a. Simon. And, um, and live and, and, um, no, like he, like, I love him because he is so bad mm-hmm. and, really um, and not like, you know, he just really kind of walk, like straddles that line of the gray area, you know, like he has a conscience, but, but it doesn't bother him too often. No, it doesn't <laughs> bother him. And let's, my favorite part about him is they're they're actually both British, but I honestly thought of James Bond. He's Daniel mm-hmm. Craig, all the manly of Daniel Craig, but he's actually better looking, and that's hard to say because Daniel Craig is beautiful, but not not he in a very rugged, not mm-hmm. symmetrical, perfect way. Simon yeah. is actually. Yeah, <laughs> he's James Bond with all the looks and manly Daniel mm-hmm. Craig. In my mind, I don't know if you saw yeah. it the same way. Yes, he's the dark, the dark stranger. So oh. dark and handsome, tall, dark and handsome. And uh, this one is a roller coaster. We go to islands. We go to uh, the uh, Middle East. We go to old, old. Um, I want to say palaces. They're just it's it, it's oh yeah it's In so. Dubai. Yeah, it's so fantastic. We 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 really cover the bases, and of course, we're in last stop briefly. Right. So I yeah. think that this series has it all. Um, I, I truly, truly, truly love it, and I cannot wait to till the third one comes out and we get even more people loving it all. I know. Yeah, well, I love the third one too. Well, I know they, it's like hard to even like wrap your head around because it's like 
you know, readers will ask questions, and I'm like, wait, what what book? Which one? <laughs> Hold on. Which one? So much has happened in three books. Well, you really are freshly finishing them, so or freshly from finishing them. So yeah. it is one of those things where uh, I think a little, once we get a little uh, time and distance from them, I think we're going to love them even more. Mm-hmm. Um, no. All okay. right. Well, now we're up for our... Quick and dirty questions is what I like to say. Um, mm-hmm. With our relaunch uh, that we just did at RT, we've mixed them up a little, so they're not the same old questions. Um, so let's go. Um, how do you prepare yourself to be creative? What's your ritual? Oh, how do I prepare myself to be creative? Um, I like water. So like bath time, uh-huh. I spend a lot of time in the tub. A lot. <laughs> no, you know what? You're not the first author to say that. I think a lot of people get some of their best ideas there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. What place is the most conductive to working? Oh, well, I, I again, the tub. Like, I have a bathtub desk, and I'll sit. <gasps> oh, that's <laughs> that cool. So cool. That's the first thing we've heard. Like, my husband is like, how does your skin not fall off sitting in a tub for three hours? <laughs> wow. How does your skin yeah. not fall off? I don't know. Uh, uh, that's really crazy. That's yeah, and I love that answer. That's the point of these insights for your fans. Um, what time of day do you prefer to work? Oh, night. Ah, uh, yeah, you are like night in out. the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> there was many an email that I got, and you're like, Lauren, here's the next set of pages, and it was sent at like six a.m. You're like, going to bed now. Talk to you this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> crazy woman. Um, how do you take your coffee? Oh, I don't drink coffee at all. Oh, what do you drink drink instead? I love hot tea. Hot tea. What's your preference? Mm-hmm. Uh, just black tea with milk and sugar cubes. All right. What's your go-to snack? Milk duds. Milk duds. Yum. That's a good one. I love a milk dud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your favorite collaborator? If you have mm-hmm. one. I have one. Oh, come on. I already know the answer to this. Well, my husband. Thank you. That's (laughs) what I thought. Um, What do you do most often to procrastinate? Oh, Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. You and every other writer. Uh Uh-huh. It is said that genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. What is the ratio like for you? Um... (laughs) Like, did you say perspiration? Yeah, like sweat. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's pretty close. Ah, I love it. (laughs) I love it. Um, What have you learned from failure? Mm, That that you should, um, well, I don't really call it failure. I just call it uh, another attempt. I like (laughs) Um, that. Yeah. So just to to keep doing it, keep 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 going for it. it. Keep doing it. Um, what is your favorite creation thus far? Mm, like creation ge- in general? Yes, like it children. doesn't have to be. I love that answer because for me, when I read that, and I haven't read these questions in a while, it doesn't have to be writing. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And I like yeah, your children. I would go with that. Um, what's your best trick for overcoming creative block? Ooh. Um, well... Like when I get this question before from people like about writer's block, and I don't really believe in writer's block. I don't think I've ever had it. Um, good, good. But um, 
you know, usually like my husband and I will sit and we'll talk things out. Um, and, you know, and I'll just be quiet and let him talk. And usually like one sentence, you know, trigger um, something, you know, will spur the entire rest of the book or, um, you know, something like that. And then sometimes I'll switch to longhand too, just to kind of shake things up a little bit. But Oh, I love it. Longhand's a very good answer. And then our last question, what is your favorite romantic book? Outlander. Mm, oh, good classic. one. It is a classic. It is a classic. Well, thank you so much, Eliana, for joining us today. Everyone go out. Make sure you get our brand new Bra- uh, Gravedigger series, The Darkest Corner, already out. Uh, gone to Dust, out just yesterday. And uh, in July, July, what would you say, 22nd? 25th. 25th say no more thanks so much liliana you're welcome bye-bye all right bye-bye welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it you're listening to xoxo after Darkcast. Welcome back. Uh, we're about to start our game episode, but before we do, I love Lee. Yeah, Liliana. it was so nice for her to join us. She's so The books great. sound great. Oh my God, they're so good. <laughs> I'm not joking. The middle one really is Romancing the Stone. Oh, and I love that. There's even an homage to when she falls down the, the muddy river and like lands between, <laughs> yeah. he lands between her legs. Like there's a whole homage. I love Romancing the Stone. <laughs> you really have to. You can't not work in romance. Yeah, I think everybody and not loves Romancing have the Stone. Loved it. Um, but let's jump into our game. This mm-hmm. is... Again, I keep on hearing LL in my head. Don't call it a comeback. It's our greatest comeback stories ever. I'm glad we know who it is now. I know, thank God. Are we sure that's who it is? Yeah, Yeah, we are. I can hear it. it. I can hear it now in my head. I can really definitely hear it. Now he hosts lip sync battles. He does. Hmm. Mm. He still looks good, though. He is. He hasn't aged that man. No, he doesn't Uh, At all. That man is a vampire. Yeah, he is. Um, all right. I th- I'm going to jump in. Diana's going to pretty much run this game, but I had one good one and it just came to me. So I'm going to see who can guess it first. Okay. Diana, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. He was famous for dancing in many movies. And then he had the best comeback ever. He was also Vinnie Barbarino once upon a time. And then. The Fonz. No. Who's then he that? had the best comeback ever. John Travolta. After, thank you very much. When after did he have the, a comeback? Uh, the Drought After Saturday Night Fever was Pulp Fiction. Oh. Pulp Whoa, Fiction? so that was like a 10-year... I didn't even know he had a drought. Oh, oh well, and Well, because we, by the time we were adults, the drought Huge. was over. Oh, see? He, it was never a comeback for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why I'm like... Mm. Well, he started his career... Who's Vinnie Barbarino? Oh, Which welcome back, is Cotter. Oh, okay, on TV. Yes, he started his career on TV with Welcome Back, Cotter, and then he did... Saturday Night Fever was his breakout. Um, and then he did Grease. Yes. Then it was Love a Grease. ghost town. Actually, you'll, well, no. The, what's the one, Pat's looking at me, you're my age. The one he did with Olivia Newton-John after Grease. Oh, let's get physical. She did the soundtrack. Is that, that a music? It's not a music. No. That's a song. It is Oh, by the way, he's a, uh, a a writer, and he wrote a book for Simon and Schuster in the movie. It's what? so awesome what? in the eighties. Yes, Olivia these are John. some deep tracks. <laughs> this, this is deep track. This is eighties. I did not know that you this knew all these things about lore. John Travolta. And she is 
Um, it's during her last get physical phase, and I think she's like a yoga instructor. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? What is it? Yeah, but it's a movie called Let's Get Physical. No, it's, no. Just, a sh- it's just a song. No, this no, 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 no. no. Yeah, there's a the movie still. she says. Look up Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta movies. Okay. But anyways, drought, huge drought in the eighties. Okay. And he I came back you. with Pulp Fiction, and he came back larger, and still was amazing. Pulp Fiction, Tarantino. Yeah. 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 I love Pulp Fiction. Have you guys seen that hilarious McSweeney's article? That's like. Quentin Tarantino movies as told to me by guys I'm dating. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we should link to it. It's phenomenally funny. I can't wait to see it. It's, you'll like it. It's really funny. It's just about men being like all obsessed with Quentin Tarantino and then like taking you to freaking improv shows or like whatever they take you to. I do you like know. some of his movies. I have to say, Reservoir him. Dogs, when I was in college, it was revered. Oh my God, I love it. I think it. it's yeah. dumb. Mr. Pink, everyone loves Everybody, I think it's dumb. Uh, but Pulp Fiction was my gateway. I mean, eh. it was... 90 or 91 and when I was in college so literally we all had the black wig one of my girls who had the most perfect blonde hair natural mm-hmm. dyed it black never the same wow, wow. just to have That's commitment uh, it is commitment it was huge at that time it's uh, two of a kind thank you see never know it D- I do not know but he's movie. a writer and he writes a book for Simon interesting okay. interesting anywho uh, that's my comeback okay you so win. it's like I win the 1940s was not good for this writer was not a good decade he was an out-of-business writer from 42 to 45 and fell into a depression fueled by physical problems and the fact that many of his friends were dying around him Hemingway then, yeah oh nice one Kate thank you you do like I'm to two win. for a zero I love winning I know you do Damn. I can't I was it. like I was on a date last night and <laughs> the guy I was saying something what I thought was very innocuous and the guy was like Oh, you're really competitive. And I was like, yes, I am. Shall I tell you about the uh, the Jenga game that resulted in my sister in tears? <laughs> it was a year ago. Like, it, was, it wasn't when we were children. A year ago. Oh, you're My whole up. family is really competitive. I flip Scrabble boards in college. I'm, I, I'm not I can't. Um, yeah, I'm competitive. but I, So I like playing group games. Yeah. I, I can't play one-on-one games. I could play one-on-one or group. No. That's too I can't do one-on-one. I don't mind. Days. The thing is, I don't mind losing as long as I'm learning and getting better. Oh, well, I'll you know. hold it against you, and I'll I'm convinced someone's cheating. Oh, oh well, that's a poor loser thing. <laughs> I mean, Greg does cheat. He doesn't say he <gasps> cheats, but he says that he like finds loopholes in the rules. Oh, bite me! That's yeah. cheating. Okay, give us another one. We yeah, gotta wrap that's this. Well, anyway, cheating. sorry, whatever. So he uh, after he had two books that were panned, he came back to write the Old Man in the Sea. That's Hemingway. Yeah, yeah she no, was finishing. I, oh. You have to know what the comeback was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, that's Hemingway. <laughs> um, okay, this person published short stories in the early '70s, and then first novel in '77. It was Stephen King and Rice expecting a home run, and it was a massive failure. It was Grisham, quote, the worst selling of all my novels, and essentially destroyed my career as a novelist at the time. Oddly enough, that same book that essentially crippled my career as a novelist started my career in Hollywood. So oh. it kicked off him being a screenwriter. And eventually, one of his, uh, you know, it made him, he left Hollywood after he became a very successful screenwriter mm-hmm. and okay. wrote the first in a very well. George R. R. Martin. Yep. Oh. I did not know all that it. about him. Yeah. Crushing it. I mean, it took her the whole story. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Developing shows that, well, a lot of the shows never made it to air, which is why he left Hollywood and then started writing a song So he failed at fire. two careers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. And now he's the richest man in the world. He's what? not the richest man in the world. I know, he's not. I was like, he's just rich. What? No. He doesn't make oil. He's not like Bill Gates. <laughs> exactly. All or right. computers. Last one. Very attractive man. Uh, 80s star, movie star, mm. went deep into the drugs and then came back to relaunch Mickey a Rourke. franchise. 
A franchise. Uh, Mickey Rourke? Uh, the beginning of what would soon be a, like a universe of movies. Star Wars. Her, uh, George Lucas. No. No, he, if he was... Harrison you know Ford. You got it? I think he so. then became this man. What? I don't know. <gasps> Pat, do you want to get in here? His wife is a producer. All right, Pat. Oh, I know. Out of our... No, you just say it. Is it Robert Downey Jr.? Correct. Oh, oh Robert nice. Downey Jr. Yeah, that, I should have known that. I totally totally that. should have known that. Because he basically kicked off like Marvel. Right, and now he has like a whole new career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was didn't he like beat a hooker with a bag of oh no no no, no, no or something no a bag of nickels <laughs> no the best no he passed out on heroin in some person's bed some child's bed in Malibu oh shit Damn. that's bad yeah he like wa- stumbled into a house found a bedroom was ooh. like ooh looks good passed out in the bed and it was like a little kid's bed oh no yeah. addiction is a disease no judgment and no judgment uh, I've always loved him even with that story yeah. It could He's happen. charming. He's it could charming. happen. He's funny as shit. Well, with that, we should probably wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. Oh, no. Don't sing it. <laughs> but good luck with <laughs> all your... Abby. Who, if anybody's Abby, come back. who's having an ongoing problem, <laughs> please, uh, good luck with your comeback. Exactly. It'll get better. And on that <laughs> note, remember, the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark.